Gaming Together, a cooperative podcast. I'm your host, Philip, and I'm here with my co-op partner, Nave. In each pod, we play through a cooperative experience, then relate to you, the listener, if this game is a creme de la creme of co-op, or something better off playing solo. So, Nave, how you doing? Oh, you know, my favorite question to ever answer. It's uh, yeah. hot and terrible and muggy, and I'm feeling bad. But I want to talk about video games. Maybe that'll make me feel better. Well, Nave... Do you like video games? A little bit. Not a lot. You'd call me a, a, okay. a pessimism. Well, <laughs> that's not a thing, I don't think. But all right, pessimism. So we actually have a great episode this week for you if you pessimistically like games. <laughs> because E3 is going on currently. Have you heard of E3 before, Nave? Yeah, it means... All right, what is the first E? Each. Yeah. Each. Easter, uh, yeah, uh, Easter mm-hmm. e- event. It's the each Easter event three, the third one. Yeah, this, this is only the third one they've ever had. Actually, can you uh, give me more history on it? Because actually, I don't know the history of uh, the Easter event. Well, for some reason, they talk about video games. Yeah, maybe it started on Easter, and it's just evolved. Well, this is June. This is June right now. All right, we're in dementia corner right now. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Well, let's get back on track. So, we like video games. Nave, what have you been playing lately? Uh, The same two games, only the sequels. So, I beat Yakuza 4 and Mass Effect 2. So oh, I'm good job. playing Yakuza 5 and Mass Effect 3. Oh, staying in your wheelhouse. Nice, I can respect that. Very exciting stuff. Currently yeah, yeah. in the space opera and in the gangster opera. Yeah, and, gangster um, drama. Doing a lot of taxi driving, doing a lot of probing planets. Actually, I don't know. All right, which one's which? You know, off the top of my head, I can't tell you. Okay. I don't want to spoil these games for you. So, uh, what are you playing, Philip? Uh, the same games I've been playing for the last, I don't know, three or four episodes now. Dragon Ball Legends and the Pokemon TCGO. Eventually... Eventually, these games are going to change at some point. Yeah. I need to. I mean, I need to beat Mass Effect. I gotta. I just gotta get through them. I can't. I can't stop in the middle of Mass Effect Three. We both just installed Darkest Dungeon, or at least you've been playing a little bit, and I just installed it. So hopefully, we can talk about that more later. It's very good. I only played like the opening mission, and I almost killed both of my guys immediately. So I was like, okay, this is going off to a horrible, horrible start. One of my guys is like scared now and i'm like okay great oh well, no he's he's spooked. he almost died i would be too <laughs> the last two people that swung at him he dodged he had like two hp i was like oh no i'm gonna die right um, here well those are the games we've been kind of playing solo but we've actually been playing games together cooperatively you don't say <laughs> yes we have it because we got to prepare for the next episode of the podcast dave the we tried two games before today and neither of them worked we did mm, get one sad. to work, though. Uh, we tried Shadow Blade Ghost Warrior 2. Or what was it called? Shadow Warrior. That was the second one. But the first one... Yeah, that one, one would not work. The first we tried Vermintide, we... too. No. Was it I Vermintide? I mean, I tried Vermintide. Yeah, I tried it alone, and I couldn't connect to any other player. Yeah, we tried a different game, though. 
I deleted it. Was it? I deleted it the moment you were like, I can't. Get... Oh, Wolfenstein. We tried Wolfenstein oh, Youngblood. Oh, Wolfenstein Youngblood. We were yep. gonna we were gonna have an angry video game nerd episode where I just yelled about something I probably wasn't gonna like, and uh, that yeah. didn't work. So I got you know it was gonna be overcooked. Except I was gonna genuinely be mad. Probably. I don't know. I've never played the game, but got low expectations. But we did find two games we could play together. We found Earth Defense Force. No, no, <laughs> that was a long time ago. I'm talking about Tetris Effect and State of Decay. Oh yeah. Well, we did find Earth Defense Force. Yeah, but that was like a month ago. That one, that one, we can play together. Yeah, that one's always been on the back burner. Like we'll play through this more later. So we're working on State of Decay for the next episode, right? Yeah, yeah. It's we're yeah, probably yeah. already like halfway through. I think. Yeah, I think so too. Because the game is more of like a sandbox game. We can talk more about it on the episode. But it seems like it's a game that you're supposed to just play over and over again. I don't know if we're going to play it more than once. I mean, we might play a little bit of a second playthrough, but... Well, let's not go into, like, ruining next episode. But, Nave, are you enjoying your time so far on it? Yeah, I was... I honestly... It was the third pick. It was kind of, like, not an optimal game in my mind. But once we started playing it together and goofing around, like, I was thinking about playing it today. Like, you were like, let's... Let's record today, and I was like, oh, man, I wanted to play State of Decay a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I have uh, about kind of the same opinion. Like, at first, I'm like, this game is not on my priority list to play. Like, it's on my list, but it's down low. Like, it's pretty low on the list. But I'm like, eh, it's low storage space. It'll be a good playthrough. We can probably make a, a few words about it, as they say in the podcasting biz. The other game we had, and <laughs> we found out we can play Tetris Effect together. Which Tetris Effect is just a Tetris game that's beautiful. Mm-hmm. It had a multiplayer mode, it kind of like a boss rush. So there was like a cooperative mechanic where it's like three people against a boss, and you three would be building up this bar. The effect bar. Is that what it was actually called? Yeah, it was like effect and connect, I think. Well, like as you guys were like clearing lines, you were building up this bar, and once the bar was full, all three of your Tetris puzzles would come together, and you each take turns dropping pieces into the tetris puzzle so that you can get like an octotris or whatever like you can send like yeah. 12 lines over to the boss and try and kill him that way yeah so it was cooperative three-man tetris which is pretty wild to say yeah we only played it for one night and even then we were only playing it while shadow warrior 2 was downloading and then again while state of decay was downloading mm-hmm. state of decay 2 i don't know if we've just been saying state of decay 1 we were playing the second one. I don't know if the first one... I didn't even know there was a one. Yeah, they would straighten the two. Yeah. <laughs> they were that confident. Um, <laughs> so we were literally just playing Tetris Effect in, in the meantime while the games were downloading. Tetris is a lot more fun than I remember it. We weren't just playing the co-op either. We did 1v1 PvP. Oh, we played Versus for like an hour. Yeah, we were Straight. we were being real sweaty trying to kill each other in this game. Yeah, which I gotta give respect. The final score was like 12 to 2. I could not win against you. Yeah, you switched it to where, because at first it was like it would rotate through all of the pieces in random orders, and then once mm-hmm. you switched it to where all the pieces were random all the time... Yeah, Fiesta mode. There would be moments where... You just need a straight Tetris piece, and you will not get it for, like, 25 pieces, and you're just building this tower with fucking Z pieces, just trying (laughs) to stay alive. 
which co-op partners at home, uh, if you don't know, there's seven pieces in a normal Tetris set. There's like, um, you know, long boy, square boy, uh, squiggly to the left, squiggly to the right, L to the left, L to the right. I think that's it. The T. Oh, the, in the T block, yeah. And so that's your seven. And in normal Tetris, they go through a shuffle where you'll get all seven in at least seven blocks. So your line block at most will be seven blocks away from your next line block. Where we were playing Fiesta mode, which you could go 20 blocks without getting a line block. It was torture. I would get so actually fucking angry at the game. Because it's like, dude, if I got a line block, you were going to get absolutely wrecked. Because I was going to make like three Tetrises in a row. Because I had so many lines built up. But the game sometimes just deprived you. So, uh, if we're doing a quick little mini-ep on Tetris Effect. Uh, I don't really have anything more to say about Tetris Effect. But one game we might be able to play in the future is Tetris Sphere. Have you heard of Tetris Sphere? No. You're just springing this okay. on me. This is a genuine yeah. no this time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, good. Well, you mean your other no's aren't genuine? I don't know anymore. Yes, Nave. Tetris Sphere is, in fact, a game for the Nintendo 64 Entertainment System. Their 64th console where they finally got it right. So picture this. Right now, you know Tetris as a two-dimensional game played in a small kind of block-shaped arena, correct? Uh, yeah. What would you think Tetrisphere is about? Probably playing it on a sphere. Listeners at home, feel free to yell out wherever you are and guess. That's right! <laughs> so yes, it is on a sphere. And you still have to complete a full 360 layer with the seven signature Tetris blocks. I just want you to know, to I'm going to edit that so that that's way out of sync. Like that, I don't know why. Okay. Just like a really long... That's not edited cabinet. wrong. I'm going to leave it that way. <laughs> okay. Yeah, because I definitely took a pause. But yeah. And so the whole premise is there is a critter trapped inside. And at the, you're trying to dig down deep to the core of this planet or sphere to free the critter. But at the same time, you're doing normal Tetris rules where if you get too far away from the center of the planet, you die. But there's a co-op mode, and I played this game so much as a kid. So at one point, I'm probably going to use Parsec or something, and I'm going to make you play Tetris Sphere with me. I want to play Pokemon Stadium. No, it's not co-op. Is it not? Can You can't double duel in Pokemon Stadium? Uh, maybe Pokemon Stadium 2, but I don't think it's co-op. I don't remember. Put a pin in that. It's Put so it on the list. Ago. All right, well, do you have anything more to say on Tetris Effect or Tetris in general? Dude, Tetris Effect, if you have a pulse, you're going to love Tetris Effect solo mode. Like, I don't know if you've played the solo mode. Have you at all? Not at all. Dude. Nope. So we, when we were playing in the boss rush and whatever in the PvP, I was like, turn all your lights out, wear your good headset, and just sit right in front of the TV and play it. Seriously, I'm going to fucking bully you tonight after we're done oh, okay. to play this game. Just play the first level. In solo mode, it's exquisite. Like, that's the actual Tetris Effect experience. Like, the, the co-op boss rush mode, that was cute. And the and the PvP is just two Tetris screens, and that's it. And it's pretty, and there's pretty music. But it's actually like a fucking rhythm game in the solo mode. That's why I was so confused when you brought it up. You were like, we can play this game co-op. I was like, how is it going to work? Because when you're playing by yourself, the piece is falling drop to the beat. And like every and, it, and it's like almost like you're making the music yourself. Okay. 
I'm into this. So the faster you go, the faster the music starts to sound. And then whenever you finish, because it's only like clear 12 lines or something. And once you clear 12 lines, there's an explosion and all the stars or whatever are like moving around to form another picture. <laughs> and then you start playing a Tetris again. This is Tetris? Yeah, this is, we're still talking about Tetris. <laughs> okay. It's beautiful. I Anyone at home who doesn't feel like buying Tetris Effect or, I mean, it's on Game Pass. If you don't want to get Tetris Effect, it's like $15. Go look up a YouTube video and watch it in 4K. Turn out all your lights. Just put some headphones on and just watch someone play Tetris Effect. And you're going to be like, oh, Jesus. Like, this is good. Like, you're not going to get the same experience because you're not the one dropping the pieces and making the music move. But damn, man. The game was originally on the PlayStation and they used the PlayStation VR. And I almost want to, because I have a PS4, I almost want to buy PSVR just to play Tetris Effect and Beat Saber. Oh my god. You sound crazy right now. Just buying VR to play Tetris? It, Dude, it's really good. It's re- it, it, it must be amazing in VR. I, I, that's all I can think about. Well, the PSVR 2 is coming out pretty soon for the PS5. So I'm pretty sure it, all the people who are getting that are going to just dump the way their PSVR 1s. And so I'm just going to try and get like a, a cheap copy off of like Facebook Marketplace or something. You know? Yeah. Should be pretty simple. Sounds good. I was going to say, oh, um, do you remember uh, Pac-Man Championship Edition? Oh, fuck, dude. It's so good. <laughs> it's just like that, dude. What is up with these? Like, yeah, I know. That was the first like when you're like, and things are exploding and moving around, and you go right to the next level. I'm like, you mean how half of the screen would explode on Championship Edition before you would come back with your power pellets? Yeah, the so Ch- Pac-Man Championship Edition, which is like an old 360 game, but everything's all neon and crazy, and the Pac-Man board is split in half. I don't know if it ever splits anymore, but I know for sure it was at least split in half for a lot of the time, where if you cleared the left half of the screen, it would explode the moment you left that side, and then create like it would just become another map while you were clearing the right side of the screen. And you can like haul ass around corners. Like If you're going right and then you go up around a corner, if you instantly hit up perfectly, you'll start shooting sparks like you're in a fucking yeah, you're like drift drifting. vehicle. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. A drift vehicle. The game was hardcore drift vehicles, yes. But um, yeah, it looks like you're in a fucking anime drifting around a corner. And you start going way faster. Yeah. It's, it's pretty hype. That game, you can probably watch YouTube and get most of the experience. It's going to make you want to play it, but... Tetris Effect, you won't get the full thing, because it, because that game, it, it's, there's no real rhythm. It's like, you know, you're just playing Pac-Man and a whole bunch of crazy shits going on visually. It's like playing, uh, uh, Sets, uh, Setsua's Saga. What is it? Hellblade. The Hellblade Setsua. Oh, Sinuous Sacrifice. Sinuous Sacrifice. Hellblade? I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. Yeah. <laughs> Hellblade. Uh, it's like if you play Hellblade without headphones on, you're a maniac. All right. First off, how do you even survive the fights because you don't know which way they're coming from? Yeah, they sneak up on you. It's trying to emulate what is it? Schizophrenia? Is that what it is? It's like genuinely it's one where you hear voices. It's genuinely trying to emulate mental illness. Like your character's mentally ill and they're hearing voices and the voices will talk to you. Like they'll say something in your in your right headphone behind you if you're using uh headphones with 3D audio, which you should be. Most gaming headsets have that. And so you'll hear something on your right behind you. It's like, oh no, you know? And then you, so you'll turn around blocking that way and you'll block yeah. it because there's someone there swinging at you. It's a really awesome game and it's really short. Also on Game Pass, the fucking next game's coming out. Spoiler alert, wasn't at E3. So very sad, but it wasn't a co-op game anyway, so we probably wouldn't talk about it. Yeah. What are we talking about? 
music uh sound i mean i feel like that's a pretty good um segue or segger another uh podcast biz talk for you buzzword but so e3 let's get to our main topic at hand all right yeah this is our news episode this is the e3 news hot hot stuff is that what they say hot pancakes off the grill the scoop yep hot scoops yeah we're scooping pancakes hot scoops e3 year of the coop (laughs) <laughs> well, yeah, no, that is literally what i wrote <laughs> that's a joke for what i'm looking at in the notes but he wrote coop yeah which yeah i wrote coop instead of co-op please excuse me while i add a dash in between <laughs> uh so, so we're not talking about chicken coops here this is not the chicken coop podcast that one's gonna come out on thursdays yeah that's gonna be our thursday episode five dollars on patreon so e3 easter easter event electronics or whatever uh, Nave, did you notice something about this E3 this year? It sucked. No! No! <laughs> <laughs> Why do you do this every time? Oh my god. Take two. Nave! I don't know what you, I don't know what you want me to say! You're, tr- you're leading me, I don't... What? Well, Philip, there was actually a lot of co-op games this year. Is that how I sound yes, to you? Yes, Nave, that is correct. <laughs> this one sounds like in the edit. For some reason, I sound a lot bassier than you. I think it's our headphones. Yeah, probably. But yes, Nave, there was a lot of co-op games this year. So let's talk about one that uh, we don't actually know if it's co-op or not. Halo. It is co-op. What? What? I didn't see that part in the trailer. I'm pretty sure it's co-op. I didn't see no split Am screen. Am I on drugs? Well, now I'm fucking having... Now, hold on. Now I've got having an anxiety attack. All right. Uh, research time. Halo. Hold on. Halo Infinite Co-op. I wrote Coop also. Halo Infinite will have split screen co-op at launch. Okay, all right. But not so online. Halo's only split screen. Oh, no. <laughs> so you're going to have to fucking fly <laughs> no. your ass over Why would they do that? <laughs> to make everyone angry? I don't know. Oh, my God. Okay, so Halo co-op game confirmed back on good list. No longer on bad list. Dude, you genuinely gave me a fucking anxiety attack just then. Because I was like, did I fucking dream up Halo having co-op? Okay, so what was notable besides apparently the addition of co-op to Halo Infinite? Well, they didn't really show off any co-op this E3. They showed a... It's kind of a world-building trailer and then had a little bit of story tacked onto the end, which I don't think you get to... You, you, you didn't see that, did you? Nope, I only watched the multiplayer stuff. It's pretty cool. I'll, I assume there's Spartans? Halo is there himself in his green armor. Yeah, Mr. Halo, yeah. And uh, so is Blue Lady, but it's not original Blue Lady. I'll let you <gasps> I'll let you go and watch the, the trailer because it's pretty good. Got me Got a tear in my eye. Call partners and home. This is gonna be a, a live review, official HD trailer. Yeah, this time the live review is not gonna be fucked up because we have a backup audio. Okay, it's starting with a very um, propaganda-based intro where apparently the developers are trying to level with us as gamers, explaining that they're trying to deliver up premium content that we are going to explore together with them. I would say like they haven't been developing this for the last <laughs> couple years. I would say skip a f- skip ahead till you see oh chiefy floating through the all right i see chief okay there it is uh he is silhouetted as he stands staring off into space oh he's jumping in space he's gonna finish the fight he's gonna finish something yeah he's gonna finally finish the fight after 20 years he's gonna bring him back their bomb (gasps) oh the soft piano music live cry reaction i'm staring right at your fucking camera feed (laughs) all the silence i'm gonna cut out i probably am cutting out i understand (laughs) i assumed you would (gasps) <gasps> Cortana's been deleted. Spoilers. Whoa. There's 
another Master Chief. Something's going on, dude. And that was very emotional. Something I have to say about the AI that was there that kind of buzz kills me a little bit is 343 definitely has this specific way that they handle personality in the new characters that get introduced. Like everyone has this way about them that was never present. Even like the really animated people like uh, Sergeant Johnson. Yeah. I know exactly what you're alluding to. Yeah. Like the AI is like, you know, shrug T I'm still here. Yeah. You know what I mean? This kind of winky quirky... face looks at camera. Yeah. It's still intriguing, and I'm always willing to give them a chance. I've given them give them chance after chance after chance. I know, but I just love Halo so much that it's hard to let go. Sometimes, you know, if this game is yeah. bad, I don't know what I'm gonna fucking do. I'll be on suicide watch. You honestly, shut your mouth. I don't know what this I'm game can't do. be bad. Yeah, we're already the juju. You know, like the worst thing about it is when the multiplayer trailer came out uh, at E3. At the end, it just said fall, and I was like. Don't do this to me. Give me a day. They gave us a date for Starfield, by the way. Did you you didn't watch the whole Starfield trailer probably? No. I thought it was Star Citizen. So I'm like I don't want this. Uh, at the very end they gave us a trailer. That game is like supposed to be pretty far off in the future. It's going to come out next November. And they didn't give us a fucking date for fucking uh-huh. Halo. For Halo that's supposed to be coming out to this today, this year. Uh, today this year right now come out right now that's when i want it but um multiplayer looks good the fuck was that what oh it looks like you have a dog on a beanbag back there so really before we start getting into the nitty-gritty for how halo looks see how i whenever i wrote year of coop should take a break yeah let's take a break And we're back. So, Nave, before we get into the nitty-gritty of Halo, do you see where, next to where I wrote Year of Coop, I wrote... Year of Game Pass. Yeah, I'm glad you read that one correctly. <laughs> it's because you told so... <laughs> me, you brought my attention to the fucking document this time. Yeah, so, wait. Oh, I thought I misspelled Year for a second. That would have been embarrassing. No, because that would have been the first thing I did was mispronounce it on purpose. Okay, so... Game Pass looks pretty wild right now because all of the games that we plan on talking about, most of them are coming to Game Pass. I think like 95% of them are. They're even on like pre-install list where you can partially install the game so it's ready to play its seconds release. And this is like games that aren't releasing till October. You can pre-install them right now from Game Pass. It's a pretty awesome feature. It's something that I did for... Uh... Earth Defense Force. No, not Earth Defense Force. <laughs> Fucking. Ow. Uh, Shadow Warrior. Out- Outriders. Outriders. Fuck me, Outriders. Dude. Yes, Outriders. I pre-installed I that game on Game Pass. So, Halo. The biggest thing that's like all up in your face in all the trailers is the grappling hook. Thoughts? The grappling hook is actually a piece of equipment. I'm still not absolutely sure how this is going to work because whenever they first mentioned that it was equipment, my first thought, as was probably this first thought for most people who have played the Halo series, is Halo Reach's equipment. Oh, yeah. Where it's something you pick up and then you use. Um, Because if you watch the multiplayer trailer closely, you can see not only did someone have a grappling hook out of another arm, they had like a third of a bubble shield. They also had a thing that shot out and sent out a radar pulse so that you could see people through walls. Well, Nave, let me stop you there. 
you're thinking of armor abilities, which were in Reach. Equipment was only in Halo Three. Oh right, armor abilities. Yeah, but that's what I, yeah that's what I was thinking. Yeah. Was the uh, armor abilities? They're kind of yeah. similar though, but armor abilities don't get dropped. Yeah. Like in Halo Three. Um. Well, actually, I think I was thinking of equipment from Halo Three because I'm not sure if the grappling hook and stuff will get dropped or not. That's what I was referring to. Is I don't know if these are things that you pick up on the map. If you watched the deep dive multiplayer thing, you know how Halo has overshield, like that doubles your shields, and they have active camouflage that makes you partially invisible. Those things yes. you pick up and they go into your inventory, and you use them as items. And if you die with them in your inventory, then you drop them on the ground so that other people can pick them up, like any other weapon that you have in your possession. And so, well, I suppose the grappling hook will be the same. Well, way. It, it would be the same way if it is a equipment like in Halo Three, but if it's an armor ability like in Halo Reach, then that's not something you pick up in Halo Reach's multiplayer. You spawn with that in like a loadout. Mm -hmm. I really hope there's no loadouts in this game. Um, I was not a fan oh, of yeah. loadouts at all. That's, most of the popular Halo Reach game types just completely eliminate the loadout, where basically everything is the same except there is a different equipment to each one. Like, one has a jetpack, one has sprint. Usually they just give you only sprint, and it's like, this has a battle rifle and this has an assault rifle. Choose between those. And so I'm assuming it's going to be the latter rather than the former, but I would really like it if the grappling hook was something that people fought over. You know what I mean? Yeah. But seeing as how there was a whole lot of other interchangeable things that they were shooting out of their wrist, like Iron Man, I'm assuming that it's something you're going to spawn with, which is a little disappointing, but I do want to grapple hook some fucking weapons to me. Oh yeah, that looks so good. And we see him grapple hook enemy vehicles. So he could skyjack like a flying... Was it a Banshee, I think? Or was it a Hornet or something like that? It It's a new one-person flying vehicle, but I don't remember what it was called. He's literally like a soldier on the ground, fires a grappling hook at a helicopter flying by, just cause style. I was just about to say, that's what it reminded me of. Yeah, and then uh, throws the guy out of the helicopter and flies it away. And I'm like, that is, that's the Halo I want to play. That crispy, crazy, chaotic combat. That's what I want. Yeah, you see him grapple hook like a rocket launcher from underneath a blown up ghost. Yeah. And then immediately start shooting at a warhog. It's like, yeah, eee, it looks fucking good. They've even like, that's just as like a, a foot soldier. That's just some of the changes they've had just with equipment and kind of how the weapons play and just overall mo like mobility of your character. But one thing I saw that just lit my heart on fire with electricity in the barrel, you know what I'm saying? And water and ice. Was you know all of the elements. Yes, all of the uh, Final Fantasy effects, including Frog. Was they talked about their focus on vehicles, and they cut to a clip of a warthog, which I love my hogs, and it's just driving. It's getting shot up, and the wheel breaks off, where it's just like a hub, it's like the the wheel is just completely gone. Like it's Grand Theft Auto. And so it's driving. Yeah, and it's just like like sparks are flying as it comes around the corner. I'm like. They have destructible vehicles that you can continue to drive. And then it gets to a point they even like highlight it. And then there's this sweet spot where you have just a few minutes before meltdown. Or not minutes, but a couple seconds. Where they're driving the hog. And the whole front engine of the hog just like bursts in the flames. And they're like, and you only have a couple seconds after that. And then it shows them like drive around the corner still shooting. I think they like blow up another vehicle. And then they blow up. And I'm like, that's perfect. Did you see the new Warhog? Yeah, the... Oh, the Razorback razor or something yeah. like that? You can store something yeah. in the back of the Razorback. And they talk about how you can even put like objectives in there. Like in Halo, the objectives are usually flags, 
or bombs or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the uh, oddball. And so you're not gonna put an oddball in the <laughs> in the back of the, asshole. the Ranger. Bed. <laughs> yeah, that's not useful. But this just gives so much more to the flexibility that Halo's already a flexible game. But being able to have a warthog where you don't need a passenger to carry the flag gives so much more diversity. Yeah, there's diversity. Like there's more choices in play. So instead of just oh, I'm gonna grab the flag. And I'm going to walk back towards my base. And hopefully I'll get a pickup. No, instead it's like, I can go up there. I can drive up. I can park the Razorback. I can grab the flag myself, throw it in the back, and then drive myself back. That was always a hardcore thing. You had to coordinate with a teammate to like drive the mongoose so that you could jump out, grab the flag, get on the back of the mongoose real fast, and haul ass out of there. Yeah, before they die. And you die. Which is still usually what happened. So that's just kind of how the game looks like it's playing. But let's talk about the meta game or the outside of the game. So, no loot boxes this time around. Yeah, the Halo 5 was played with loot boxes, and I was kind of on the side that I enjoyed them as far as, what is it, the, the lo- it's not big team battle, but they had its own game mode. Oh, requisitions. So, yeah, the, like the, rec, the rec packs, you would get like a bunch of different guns. I didn't like that you could spend money on them so that people would just dump $100 and get a whole bunch of really badass gear so that they can go into those games and just be badass and then since they were so badass they got more rec packs to get them more gear that was kind of uh, a little annoying but um i liked the idea that you had just had a bunch of random guns and they were all named something different and so i was like i have the purple needler and i'm gonna fuck somebody's life up with this purple needler and it has some different stats opposed to the normal needler that makes it better yeah like it explodes faster i don't even know how something like that yeah um i understand why it was toxic though but that was really besides that other new game mode that was just fucking mountain dew doritos pro mlg it looked like a paintball arena (laughs) oh yeah i love that one though breakout yeah i played that game mode and i played the giant game mode and um i didn't really play anything else in that game i mean i didn't play halo 5 that much at all really but when i did play it i played Same. those two game modes all the time which says something like 343 did something that pulled me away from team slayer you know yeah i didn't really play any custom games either because if i wanted to play custom games i would just go to master chief collection and play halo 3 custom games because they they're always just going to have that that soft spot in my heart so there's no loot boxes nave but this game is going to be free to play for the multiplayer. How can they do this? They, uh, they're taking a page out of Fortnite's <sighs> Fortnite's book, and um, they're adding a battle pass. So there's that. Which is also in Call of Duty and League of Legends and yeah, everyone. Pretty much every other major game. Loot boxes are now dead, and it's all about the battle pass. Which, to be fair, also in Master Chief Collection right now. Honestly, it gets a pass in Master Chief Collection because they're adding cosmetics to these... Dead games. Which which the Battle Pass in Master Chief Collection is completely free. You do not spend any money. Oh, yeah. So, that there's that. Most Battle Passes, you got to spend like $30 to unlock the Battle Pass. You know what I mean? There's, there'll be like mm-hmm. a... Like in Rainbow Six Siege, you have a free Battle Pass to where like every five or six levels you get like a experience boost or something and then but if you pay 30 bucks or 20 bucks or whatever it is every single time you level up the battle pass you get like a new helmet for this character or a new gun skin or something you know what i mean like something awesome where as far as 
Halo Infinite is concerned, I don't know if I misunderstood them, but I think the first Battle Pass is going to be free because they were talking about what is it, the samurai armor cosmetics? Samurai they were armor. like, you yeah. can unlock all of this armor for free. And I was like, is that because the battle pass is free? Or is that because it's on the free side of... there's a It's like the two-tier battle pass, like the silver and the gold edition. You yeah. Because I did hear them say, you can purchase previous season's battle passes, and you can choose which one your experience is progressing towards. Is that mean that if a battle pass rotates out, now you have to pay money for that battle pass and whatever the current season's battle pass is is free. I mean, it's all just speculation. Yeah. I mean, I would love that. I'm really just nitpicking everything. Yeah, I would love it too. That would definitely reward like the active player. I honestly don't mind paying for the battle pass because this multiplayer is free and I'm getting Halo Infinite's campaign for free. And like I said before, like I will play a fucking game where you press one button to do damage and i will spend 30 bucks on that game i'll spend 30 bucks on halo infinite especially if it gets me if, if it gets my engines fucking roaring like it did uh, during those trailers well to be fair i wasn't extremely hyped that when the trailer came out but the very next day they did the multiplayer deep dive which is where we're getting most of this information from where they just talk to developers and stuff and after that it really showed gameplay and it let them talk about their philosophies behind the decisions they made and i'm like i'm completely all in i'm putting all my chips into the fucking pile Same. like i i fully believe that this is going to be good the only thing that can completely screw it up is uh what really plagues most multiplayer games and that is server issues which i am fully expecting for the first week or so that this game is just going to be crash city because, I mean, it's free on Xbox, and it's free on PC, and there's cross-play. So it's like... it Anyone can play it. Yep. Just, there's no, no barrier for entry. Unless you're exclusively a Switch and a PlayStation player, there's no barrier for entry for this game. I don't even know where we are right now. Oh, uh, we're just we kind of about? finishing up on Halo. Uh, so, how excited are you for Halo? Give me a, uh, I don't know... Zero to five Master Chiefs. I am Mega Monster Energy excited. Ah, oh, I agree. Mega Monster Energy. Drinking. Which is funny because back whenever it was supposed to come out last year, they ha all of the Monster Energy drinks had Master Chief on them. They were, it's like, get double experience for Halo Infinite. That comes out in December. Yeah. That never happened. Kind of rough to hear, but maybe they'll wrap it up this time. I'd rather the game be uh, playable than rushed. I hold the two simultaneous beliefs that I want it to be polished and finished, and I also want it today. Oh my god. You so, know, those are conflicting beliefs, though. That's the Outriders yeah, you know, conundrum. You know how it goes sometimes. All right. When you're a zealot. So. When you're an elite arbiter oh zealot. Oh my god. Stop. So. <laughs> speaking of elite arbiters, Outer Worlds 2. Not co op, but it is revealed in easter event yeah easter event covered uh outer worlds 2 trailer it was uh very tongue-in-cheek it's very self-deprecating it's just poking fun at most trailers especially cg trailers it is it in itself a cg trailer mm -hmm. about halfway through the trailer i was like the only thing this could possibly be is outriders or outer worlds 2 now i'm remembering outriders name oh my god the only thing that this could possibly be is uh outer worlds 2 because that game its whole campaign was centered around all of these corporations that have basically taken over the whole free galaxy. Which where everyone you meet is associated with one of these fucking This is a Bethesda game, right? 
Uh, no. Oh, this is... Uh, Obsidian? Obsidian, yeah. yeah. Obsidian, which I thought was owned by Bethesda, which is no. owned by Microsoft? No? They're what both owned by Microsoft. Okay. They Microsoft bought Obsidian last year. They bought Bethesda... Microsoft bought Obsidian two years ago. Okay. Oh, fuck, dude. I'm old. And then they bought Bethesda last year. Okay, I think that's where I'm getting mixed up. just went through this year. Yeah, well, uh, you're, what you're getting mixed up in is Obsidian helps with a lot of RPG studios, like, and they made Fallout New Vegas. Oh, okay, that was it then. Because mm. uh, they also helped They also helped make, uh, what is it, South Park, the Fractured Butthole, God. and uh, stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> so, but, um, this is a title made by a company owned by a larger production company, that is Microsoft, who develops basically, I don't know, Half of all the computers in the world, you know? So a game that I almost mean, seems anti-corporation is produced by a giant corporation. Yeah, it's it's definitely funny. Well, the whole reason why it got announced is because out, uh, Outriders... Fuck! Outer War... I'm not... Obsidian! Obsidian! The fucking company! Obsidian is working on Avowed, and they're working on something else. Grounded. Which we'll talk about later. Yep. Um, Obsidian's making grounded as well. It's a smaller team, and then they're working on something else, I think. But everyone was like, "Oh fuck, that means we're not getting Outriders or Outer Worlds too." Son of a bitch. They're only. They're like, "Why? Why won't we get Outriders or Outer Worlds too?" I'm just gonna edit it out at this point. <laughs> no, can't keep it in. I'm gonna reference it later. The Outer Worlds too would be amazing to play, and they're like, "Oh, okay, we'll just make a trailer real quick." for the like in the trailer itself it's like it's like look at this monster is this creature gonna be in the game no so say (laughs) goodbye to it forever (laughs) that's what the trailer's like the whole time yeah that it was really only just revealed in name if any other company did that then it would probably sour their taste for it like if bethesda themselves did that for elder scrolls 6 like people would probably be pissed off oh yeah but they have so much goodwill like to cash in and really, they're working on, like, three projects at the same time. So everyone is like, okay, we get it. The Outer Worlds 2, it's way in the future. If you want to laugh, though, go look up the YouTube video for the Outer Worlds 2 trailer. It's pretty goofy, especially if you're familiar with how game trailers generally are. Because it is just a condensed version of all of the tropes of modern AAA gaming Yeah, it trailers. calls out everyone. And I'm sure half of the trailers that we watched today had the same tropes that they were calling attention to. They're like, this is what marketing likes. He's like, and there will be lens flares. <laughs> there's a big lens flare, like three times in a row. Like, pshum, pshum, pshum. Yeah, that's the Mass Effect trilogy syndrome. Like, the, the lens flares are out of control in the new collection. They're everywhere. Like, it, they're blinding. <laughs> oh, God. The James Cameron of fucking... Is it James Cameron? I'm not, I'm thinking of the different guy. Who's the guy with the explosion guy? What? You're talking about Explosion Man? Made Transformers. Oh, um... No, I'm not talking about the fucking game Explosion Man. <laughs> <laughs> Who made Transformers? Oh, uh... Uh... Steven Spielberg? The guy that made E.T., right? <laughs> no, yeah. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that was he it. loves that his explosions. It. He does. E.T.'s full of them. Man, we're making somebody mad, probably. Um, so, so the how, next game. Oh, we're not. You know, how excited are you for Outer Worlds? Two in fucking two years when it comes out. 
dude, not two years. My hype level is like very low because this game's gonna take like five or six years to come out. Yeah, we'll see what happens. Okay. Oh well, I was going to mention the when we were talking about all of the companies. So this is why you. This is one reason why you're getting confused. The whole reason why Outer Worlds exists. It was a. It was basically a giant middle finger towards Bethesda because Bethesda wouldn't let them make another Fallout game. Because everyone wanted to Fallout New Vegas 2 or something like that. Because Fallout New Vegas 2 is widely considered in the Fallout community to be the best Fallout game. Yes. I was. I say widely. It maybe that's true. I think it's true. So, fucking eat my ass. I'm the one with the microphone. All right. Um. God. So they made this game Outer Worlds, and they're trying to out Bethesda Bethesda, which is not hard because Bethesda's not making games. At at the time they weren't. So. Well, Microsoft buys Obsidian before Outer Worlds even comes out because I'm sure they got to see the game themselves and they were like, this game is great. This is going to be good. Um, the funny thing is, is Microsoft also bought In Exile. So you know what In Exile made? Uh, the Or the people that founded In Exile, they made the original Fallout games, Fallout 1 and 2. Oh, okay. Then they bought Bethesda, who made Fallout 3. So basically, they got the guys who made Fallout 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. They got the guys who made Fallout 3 and 4. And they got the guys who made Fallout New Vegas, the, the beloved black sheep of the Fallout games. So all three of them are now under the Microsoft umbrella. And everyone is just hoping that, you know, there's some cross-pollination. So it's like they Super can officially... Game. Because one of the games that are on our list right now, Wasteland 3, made by In Exile. Mm-hmm. It, I hope I'm getting the company right. It might not be In Exile. But... um. The guys who made Wasteland 3, it's a spiritual successor to Fallout. All, all three of those Wasteland games are just exactly how the original Fallout games were. And so now they can officially make another Fallout game if they wanted to. I doubt they will, since it seems to be working out for them. And now, and it's everyone's like, whoa, maybe we can get another Fallout New Vegas game. Why? Why don't we just get another Outer World, uh, you know, another Outer Worlds 2, the second? And that's the conundrum with all of those guys, explained poorly. All right, well, we have a lot of games to get through, Nave, and we are taking a lot of time on the first two. So Yeah, well, I think that I, a lot of these games we're not going to have a lot to say about, I think. Oh, yeah? What about this next game, which is on our to-play list, Sea of Thieves? Have you heard of this game? It is. Yeah, I played it uh, a hand... I probably played it for about 15 hours with some friends. Same, so I'm probably about 10 to 15 range. Yeah, we never really got too far. It, this so see if these is like a pirate simulator kind of. It's like a cutesy. It's made by Rare, the guys who made Banjo Kazooie and the Donkey Kong Country games. Oh fuck! By the way, correction. Don't point at me. I'm pointing at you. You put that down. You fucked this up. All right, and then you got me to fuck it up afterwards. <laughs> when we were talking about Zelda, and I was like, oh, it was like the, the the downfall of the platformer or whatever, whatever I was fucking saying. You were like Donkey Kong Country. Donkey Kong Country was not on the N64, you asshole. What? Oh it's no, Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong 64. 64. That's what I meant. Yeah, Donkey Kong Country is the SNES game. Every time I heard that, I wanted to punch us both in the face. <laughs> I was like, damn it, we got that so wrong. We kept yelling about it. But um, Donkey Kong Country is made by Rare on the SNES, and so, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. or yeah, the SNES. And so, Sea of Thieves is a pirate game. You're just floating around in a ship, getting treasure and selling it, and and plundering and killing uh, ghost pirates and stuff. And it's pretty. It's a pretty cute and goofy game. Which it's getting a crossover with another pretty cute, funny Disney movie universe series, Disney Pirates. Yeah, they even got. I, I'm pretty sure they got. Uh, Dude, I almost said Jack Black. Yes, what the fuck it is, is Jack name? Black, who plays Jack Black, the, Johnny the Depp star, the pirate. Johnny Depp starring Jack Black. Yes. He's the main character. Jack Sparrow. Yeah, that's it. Um, okay. Yeah, I think they got the guy who played Davy Jones as well. 
It's a squid. It's a squid boy. Yeah. Yeah. What was really interesting is the vo- the I was gonna say the voice actor, but the actor actor who you know that uh the voodoo lady. The voodoo queen. Who's in like the yep. second, the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say game. I'm just, oh fuck. Um, the voodoo lady. She's like talking right and. I'm listening to it and looking at the visuals and the trailer and everything, and I'm like, man, you know what they should do? They should make a Pirates of the Caribbean game, like a genuine original story. And then you see Captain Jack Sparrow in the cage, and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's Pirates of the Caribbean. Yeah. It's the thing I was supposed to... Like, they probably a lot of people watching that trailer live were manipulated the same way I was, vaguely hearing this person and thinking about, oh, that sounds kind of like the person. That makes me think of this movie... You know, and it looks like it's going to be its own campaign, like which is pretty cool. Like a whole expansion, pretty much. Not even like a DLC content. Yeah, with like voice acting and shit. I'm hoping that old boy Jack Sparrow's like following you, like he's in your ship, just talking, and you can interact with them and stuff. I yeah. mean, I don't want to get my finger. I don't want to get my <laughs> some high hopes fingers up. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you got interesting things in your barrels with your fingers up. <laughs> I was like trying to say I don't I don't want to keep my fingers crossed, and then I was like I don't want to get my hopes high or whatever the fuck I was gonna say. Well, we're committed. But, um, uh, we're keeping our fingers up, but we're still wary about Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves and their barrels. Um, Back for Blood. This game made me shit and piss myself simultaneously when I was watching the trailer. <laughs> I was so excited. Oh, are you excited for Sea of Thieves? Uh, I've, yeah, so, I got, right at the beginning, I'm excited for Back for Blood, and then we just skip Sea of Thieves. Fuck it. Uh, yep, Sea of Thieves, uh, my fingers are up. So, Back for Blood, this is one <laughs> I'm actually really excited for that I wanted to bring up to discuss with you. So, Nave, have you heard of the Left for Dead series? Yep, it's on the list. Yes. I think we talked about it like in episode two, season one. Yes, we did. <laughs> that was a game we talked about. We definitely want to play with a couple of our old friends on that one. But... Then they made Left 4 Dead 2, the long-awaited sequel. Yes, to Half-Life 1. Yeah, then they made Left 4 Dead 3, right? No. Or Left 4 3. No, they, the company Valve does not know how to count to three. Yes. This has been written into the scriptures, into the stones of a video game time, that Valve will not make a third game of any franchise. Or a game, you know, with the number three at the end. God forbid. The, the company Turtle Rock, which is basically the guys who made Left 4 Dead, they went off and made their own game, uh, Evolve, which is another asymmetrical multiplayer game mm-hmm. that did poorly. I liked it, but Never it's very it. hard to play. because So it's basically you have a giant Cthulhu monster or something. You're running around rampaging as a monster, and then you have four people who are hunting you, trying to kill you. They have like skill trees and stuff like that. And so it's a 1v4 game where you're a huge raid boss, basically, from World of Warcraft, running around trying to kill these four guys. The game is really hard in one of two ways. Either A, you are with a bunch of incompetent dunces that do not know how to play the game, and you guys cannot cooperate, you guys cannot coordinate, do anything right in order to kill this boss, and he picks you off one by one, so it's really hard for the humans. Or B, you are against a squad who is battle-hardened, and they're all talking on the microphones, and they're making call-outs, like, that dude's four clicks, he's four clicks from me, (laughs) to the left of the lake. (laughs) I need a strike, I need the strike! And then... And then you die instantly as the monster because you have no chance. So the game is always hilariously unbalanced. 
and it never felt like a true victory when you won. The first few times you killed the monster, you're like, yeah, I fucking did it. But then you realize it's because the three people around you have been playing for 80 hours, and they have maxed out everything, and they're just murdering this poor guy. This is their favorite game, and they play it every day. Yeah, they just happen to have one random spot open, and you showed up. You're just this tiny, you're like the hobbit. <laughs> with all the with fucking all of the dudes i don't know their names i'm okay i'm in, I'm in too deep with this one but all right but back for blood is made by the same people is that the end of the statement yes i really don't know anything about this game <laughs> okay <laughs> <laughs> like i just watched the trailer and i'm like yo this looks so good like it looks how left for dead felt but looking back on it left for dead is a very simple arcadey style game where it's just like shoot the zombies run down the hallway this looks like an event in each area of the trailer. But that's how trailers look. But you get what I'm saying. The, well, Back for Blood is the spiritual successor to Left for Dead. You can tell by the name scheme. If you could see them written side by side, it's Left, the number four, and Dead. And this game is Back, the number four, Blood. So uh, it, it even has the same name scheme so that it evokes that memory. The game itself, or the trailer itself, I should say, because we haven't seen any like real gameplay, um, it goes out of its way to wear its influence on its sleeve. And by influence, I mean, like, these are the basically the original creators of Left 4 Dead anyways. So this is basically them taking their game back without actually being able to take their game back. So every, it's like it's like legally distinct tank, you know what <laughs> I mean? And legally distinct spitter, you know, legally distinct boomer, you know? Like, they're, they're all different, a little, but yeah. they're basically the same guys. They're making a new game just called in something else. It's just got it, it's got this like sophomore year kid in my stu- in my in my stomach just going <laughs> yes. yeah. I want to fucking do this. I want this now. So and it's coming in October. It's coming very soon. I imagine uh Halo's coming in November. Dude, this the fucking COVID thing screwed everything up and now we're just going to have game 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 game. You know what I mean? It's That's what it looks like. No breaks in between. We're just going to be absolutely just dominated by the release schedule. I'm so hyped, man. Because next year's going to be the same way. Like, all, there's going to be so much crazy shit coming out. Back for Blood. This is probably one of the last games I'm going to have a whole bunch to talk about. Because I we got we got the ones I love out of the way pretty early. Yeah, those, these are the ones we're really excited to talk about. The number one thing I want to see in Black for Blood... Black. In... in blood, <laughs> black and Blood. In Blood for Black... No, black back for blood. Yes, that one. Yeah, we just drank a whole lot of a whole gallon of stupid juice before we hit record. Probably they better have a character that says pills here at least once. Otherwise, <laughs> I'm gonna feel very let down because me and Jana have been saying that after you know we were playing Left 4 Dead in high school, and now every time we see like a bottle of ibuprofen, we'll do like the call out pills here. Um, there's a game that was heavily inspired by Left 4 Dead that's been out for a few years called World War Z, which is kind of like a more generic kind of Left 4 Dead clone, which is great because we didn't really have too much Left 4 Dead going around. But um, it was a really good game for what it was. And it wasn't as replayable as Left 4 Dead is because their little AI system for randomizing item locations and stuff. Oh, yes. The Arbiter. It is not the Arbiter. <laughs> I thought you knew. <laughs> no, it's like um, the narrator, the storyteller. The narrator, yeah. that's it. The narrator. Uh, he is not so good in World War Z. And also the game is it's just painfully generic. 
but it's a lot of fun because the zombie animations are amazing. Like, I don't know if you've ever seen the movie World War Z, but no. the zombies are, they will like climb on top of each other, build a giant hill to get to where you are. And that is for real in this game. They will mob you, like a thousand of them will start climbing a fence and climbing over themselves, trying to get over that fence and attack you. And you can shoot through the fence at these thousands of zombies, like shooting grenade launchers and stuff. That's the most satisfying portion of the game. Everything else is just a little generic. And if the if you're playing with three other friends, the game is fun mostly because you're playing with three of your friends and coordinating and doing all that stuff. But uh, in the solo experience, I would really find myself just kind of listening to a podcast and not really feeling engaged at all until the moments where you would be fighting a swarm and they would be coming out of the fucking walls. Like the animations, the animations were beautiful in that game. And it's a little relevant because I think it's a sequel. I'm not sure because I didn't actually watch the trailer, but there was a trailer for World War Z. I think it's called Aftermath. There, There's that. I don't know if it's a, it's a second game. Again, I didn't watch the trailer, but don't worry, I watched it. I w- I'll I'll buy it, I'll buy it and I'll play it and I'll I'll probably get some of my friends to mess around with it at least because they enjoyed World War Z for a little while. We finished when once we finished all the campaigns, they didn't want to play really anymore. They're like, okay, well we're done with that, you know. And I was like, oh, that's fine. There are other things to play. It's fun for at least one playthrough, yeah. Especially if you got that inch. But if Back for Blood coming out, man, if it's <sighs> I'm getting really affected by the hype glasses, but Halo and Back for Blood, they're really, I'm really, my my perception is skewed heavily towards really expecting them to be great. I'm, I'm so afraid, so afraid of being let down. <laughs> oh, no, man, you can't be let down. I am also very excited from the fingers to my stomach. I am very excited for the, these games. That's at, that's at least 30, 40% of you. Yes. Okay, so, so moving right game, along. I don't remember this one. Well, that's fine if you don't remember it, because it's time to take a break. Again? Oh, shit. Oh. And we're back. So, Philip, uh, you wrote down Dungeons & Dragons Dark Alliance. I actually don't even remember this one. You're going to have to do this one basically solo. Okay, have you played any of the Dungeons & Dragons video games, such as Baldur's Gate... Um, the old Dark Alliance? No. I own the re-releases of Baldur's Gate 1 and 2, but I never got around to playing them. Because okay. my backlog is at least 800 games strong uh, at this point. Well, there's not really too much to say about this. I just thought it might be a good co-op game we m- might investigate in the future. The trailer didn't show too much. It was mostly just the same old... Well, you, you know how kind of Diablo does. It's also a kind of combination of... Oh, what was that Is one? it a dungeon crawler? Yeah, it's a dungeon crawler. I really have nothing more to really put in on this title. It's more just like, I, I thought you might have seen something extra on it. But it looks like something we could probably play together. Because I really kind of like the Dungeons & Dragons aesthetic. I'd like to get more into the, the lore of the game. I don't know if you've ever read any of the Dungeons & Dragons like novels that they based in the universe. They're very cheesy. But they're a lot of fun. Like the... That was one thing. I just recently started listening to the audiobook for The Hobbit. And I, that game is so much less serious. That game. Fuck. <laughs> that book is so much less serious than I expected it to be. I thought it was just going to be grizzled fantasy the whole time through. No. But there's a lot of goofy shit happening constantly. And I'm like, is this the entire Lord of the Rings? Like, why haven't I been 
aware of this franchise at all. Like, I've just been avoiding it for no reason if it's as dumb as it is in this book. Yeah, well, you know, Lord of the Rings is actually one of the most popular kind of, uh, I'd say, more romantic comedies as far as they go. Have you not seen the movies? No. Okay. I've, I've like, been exposed to a little bit of it, like, through memes and clips. Yeah. Like, the, like it's like how I never thought I'd die next to an elf, and he's like, what if I die next to a friend? And they're like, but it's usually something else. I don't know what the, actually they're saying, but... No, that's usually, usually what they like, say. <laughs> so, just high fantasy adventure. I think we should definitely check out Dark Alliance. What you were explaining, it made me think of, is the game I just... I just bought a game that's on sale right now. Mm-hmm. Which reminds me, I was like, I, I can... Because it's on sale for $10, and it looks like just... So, you remember Two Worlds? You ever oh. heard of that game? Yes, I've it, heard of I, Two Worlds. <laughs> what I'm looking at, it just looks like Two Worlds. What's it called? It's so. called uh, Out Outward. It's a bad oh, name. Oh, Outward. That's actually co-op, too. Uh, that game, yeah. I've watched some gameplay footage of it, and it seems to be like a hardcore Two Worlds. <laughs> That's the only way to describe it. <laughs> Where you just kind of set off on like an adventure, like a, like as an RPG, but your character is not a hero. Well, he is a hero, but he's not good at what he does, and you just kind of get your butt kicked for the whole first portion. I've just watched um, I've watched some Twitch streamers stream it. Yeah, I just saw it, and I just randomly clicked on it because it's on sale. I'm always looking through the sales, and it was like sale on sale for ten dollars. I'm flipping through the screenshots, and I see one screenshot that's in split screen, and I'm immediately like, "What the fuck?" Yeah. And I start co-op. flipping through the buy like the uh the description of the game and stuff, and I'm like, "I'm gonna buy this. I'm gonna play it for about an hour." If this game's gonna be fucking sick, dude, that's fine. Cause the game is it didn't the game look is user friendly at all. It looked kind of hard. That's fine. I cause honestly, I want to play Divinity before I want. I want Divinity Two to be one of the first games like hardcore like this. So leaving the D and D corner, let's go into the run and gun corner with Redfall. Redfall is going to be developed by Arcane Studios, which is interesting because arcane studios they're the guys who made dishonored and dishonored 2 mm-hmm. um they're also developing a playstation exclusive uh i forget the name there's two playstation exclusives bethesda's producing uh arcane's making one of them oh it's a uh, death loop it looks pretty fun too and it's surprising that they already have a gun uh, gun in the chamber it's surprising <laughs> that they already have this game in the chamber yes <laughs> but um it's pretty far away, and you can tell because this is only a CG trailer with no... I don't think there's a date or anything. So don't expect Redfall to come out anytime soon, but it looks like it's going to be a goofy co-op uh, PvE kind of game against like vampires or zombies or something. Yeah, I wrote down in the notes, it looks like a vampire cooperative adventure with Borderlands. Like like character classes, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you you kind of get... like There's like a sniper guy. There's, the, there's a black chick who makes like a... She makes like a phantom umbrella. Yes, and, like and a, phantom a phantom elevator. elevator. Yes. <laughs> There's the two more guys. I don't remember what. I don't honestly. One controlled a robot. Like. It, oh yeah, the robot. Yeah, and the other one. Oh, he had like he had stakes. I think that was the only thing. Is like he carried a bigger gun. Like that fired gun. stakes. Yeah, I just remember the girl struck me because of her afro, kind of hairdo going on, and also like. She shot an umbrella at a vampire, yes, and so I was like, okay. Threw well, an umbrella at a vampire. Very nice. Something is happening with this character. And then the, the sniper had, like, one white eye that had fire coming out of it, and and that was the eye that he put up to the scope. So I was like, that's pretty cool. That's aesthetically pleasing, at least. Yeah, it's got style. 
but uh, the other two guys I completely forgot. Yeah, the the robot I all of a sudden remember. I still don't remember who you're talking about the state gun, but um. <laughs> okay. The the robot the obligatory cute thing you know. Yeah, the pet robot that the, looks like a dog. Guys. Yeah, I'll probably will play the pet robot thing because I just have such a passion for characters who drop turrets. I don't know if you've noticed that. <laughs> I'm move. always the turret class. I instantly felt a connection to the Umbrella Girl because I enjoy force powers. Yeah, so she seems like she's going to be the siren type. You know, like she's going to be Lilith and that sniper's Mordecai and then the other guy is, uh, the, what is his name, Axton <laughs> the from soldier. the first Borderlands. I don't, and then the last tank. It's, it's the berserker rigged, guy yeah i don't know but um yeah there's not a whole lot we can glimpse from this game from the trailer because this stuff could be changed anyways yeah like these as these things do i don't know if you remember from like two or three e3s ago when rare re- revealed their next game called everwild apparently that game is just completely scrapped like not scrapped but like it's getting reworked into something completely different and the only thing we ever had was a cd trailer so it's like we didn't even know what that game was but apparently it's getting wait did you say rare rare yeah so could it be banjo kazooie nuts and bolts too no it's ever wild <laughs> it's still ever <laughs> no it's just... usually they're reworking it right <laughs> Yeah, they they could rework it into Banjo. I, I think Banjo-Kazooie Nuts and Bolts was not supposed to be a Banjo-Kazooie game. I think it was supposed to be completely different. And then they just threw Banjo-Kazooie in it because they had the IP. They just slapped Banjo on this IP. I might just be it's talking out of go. my ass. It's like Mario 2, you know? Like Mario 2 was not a Mario game. They just slapped Mario on it. Yeah, it was like Doki Doki Panic or something like that. Something. Doki Doki Literature Club, yes. Yes. Moving right along. Hype level, hype level low. Low hype? For D&D, hype level mid-low. You haven't watched the trailer for the D&D one. I probably did. If it oh, was okay. on the Xbox Z3, I saw it. I just, I, it, it fucking, that just shows you how much I paid attention to that one. Okay. So, yeah, I am probably high hype for Redfall, medium hype for D&D. Because there's another game on this list that kind of stole my RPG hype. And we'll get to it in a minute. So I was going to say, this next game is not an RPG. I don't know what you're talking about. And then you said you get to it. No, it's not this game. The Ascent is actually a top-down shooter. Nave, what is a top-down shooter? Uh, if you were familiar with games like League of Legends or Age of Empires, Warcraft, uh, where you basically have the god camera, uh, you're looking, you're way up like a helicopter view looking down uh, on your characters. Usually, I don't know if this is a twin-stick shooter, usually games that where you have the god camera on you and it involves guns, you're usually using the left stick to move and the right stick to aim your gun. Uh, so that's colloquially a twin-stick shooter. This looked like a twin-stick shooter to me in the trailer. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't Because I don't know how else you would do something like this. But Well, there's a Diablo. Well, no, that was kind of a twin-stick shooter too. Hmm, we need more information on this. The Ascent... Um, I don't really know too much about this game other than every time I see something about it, it makes me want to play it more. It looks so good. And I still, I still can't put my finger on what it's supposed to be about, but, um, I mean, I think it's just ascending a tower and like, there's just a bunch of crazy shit going on. It just looks like tons of fun. Yeah. You know. It's co-op, by uh, the way. It's going to be on Game Pass. Yeah, it's like built around co-op. They mention it like three times. It's the- like one of the first things that is said is the co-op. Well, this is the year of Coop. Going to make it official. The year of Coop. Yep. I, I'm at, like, high. Oh, yeah? High, high, high hopes. I am also high. I really like the um, the aesthetic it puts out. I am also high. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Clip it. <laughs> so, moving right along. Nave, do you like sports games? 
Grounded is not a sports game. Oh, I skipped one. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Nave. Do you like bugs? No. Okay, good. Because in Grounded, <laughs> you actually play as a tiny human who is trying to survive in a like a backyard situation. Yeah, it's like Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. The game. Uh, yeah, it's like a survival game. Like the Rust players, you you know what we're talking about. Uh, what's it? What's the other one? Apex Legends, the Minecraft. one with the dinosaurs. That Apex Legends is a battle royale game. Uh, Apex Predator, the dinosaur one. Ark Survival. Yes, same game. Yep, Ark Legends, that one where you just kind of build a base, and you go exploring with your friends, and you get like kind of a lot of PVE elements. I haven't played it yet. It's just been in pre-release, so I was kind of waiting for more content to come out. And it looks like they're like, is it in release release status yet, or is it just preparing? Um. Well, this update for Grounded, which is what the trailer is about, they're releasing achievements, so I think that it's out of pre-release at this point. But I'm not completely certain. Well, um, because there are games that like Pit People from Behemoth. Uh, that game was in pre-release but had achievements already, so it could be it could be anything. As we established earlier, I would like to mostly wait for a game to be pretty finished. I feel like I got kind of burned with um, Rust. If you remember Rust, whenever it was in pre-release, there was yeah, nothing Rust went there. Yeah, Rust tons of changes. Yeah. yeah. So at this point, I'd like to wait for the games to come out more. So I think we should give Grounded a try at some point. Maybe when this new expansion comes out. It's on Game Pass. Yeah, I played it when it first came out. Again, you know, it didn't really have any content. You were really just building stuff to build stuff. And... It's interesting. It would be a lot more fun if I had somebody to play it with. So, you know, as most games are. So how excited are you to play Grounded? Uh, in the middle. Survival's not really my cup of tea, but I, we, I would like to diversify the portfolio of the podcast for the podcast's sake. So just playing through the game simply to get... Well, I don't want to sound super negative. This sounds negative. But it's like playing through a game with the podcast in mind is going to keep me kind of invigorated to get through it. Definitely. Like, it'll it'll keep me from getting bored too quickly, I think. I am also medium excited because the only reason I'd probably play it would be for the pod. And these co-op survival games usually don't have a clear ending. You basically play it till you feel complete. The game is very cute and charming. And it's made by a small team in Obsidian. This is that other game by Obsidian that I was talk- referring to earlier. Yes, um, I know the one. It generally always has very cute trailers. Like the trailer from the last E3. It's like, if you're looking for the biggest game of the year, <laughs> and then it's slowly scrolling down, it reveals Cyberpunk's things that age poorly but it reveals cyberpunk's uh title screen it's like then you're looking for cyberpunk 2077 but if you're looking for the smallest game of the year (laughs) and it starts all the kids are running around yeah it's it's very cute and um this trailer is also pretty funny if you're into that kind of like pixar goofiness kind of aesthetic it it displays the arachnophobia mode have you heard of this yeah i I didn't know there was an actual mode but the trailer highlights it so well i don't know if we've mentioned but you know since your kids shrunk in the backyard it's kind of boring if there's no conflict so the things that you're fighting are bugs so they would have play testers of all ages playing this game and apparently these spiders are unbelievably scary in this game like they will just sneak spiders. up on you like there there was a really good clip i saw on twitch what well, was from twitch but it was on twitter 
um of this grown man with a beard you know and he's got a deep voice and he's playing they're in like a spider hole he's like okay i'm coming out i think i'm okay he's like looking at the exit and there's nothing there and he turns around to grab some stuff and when he turns back around he sees the spider crawling into the hole and running after him like at mock speed and he just goes oh, ah, no. ah, ah, start <laughs> screaming you know it's like yeah they got that feedback like a lot of people were like i can't play this game anymore because these spiders are too scary so they made a mode where there's a slider that makes the spiders less scary. And do you know how they make them less scary? They make <laughs> they, them round. They round out all their legs from the first notch, so they're not as sharp. And then they take away their legs, so they're not creepy crawlies. They're just two floating little like bodies of the yeah. of the spider. And then the next notch just turns them into like little circles with little dots for eyes. Like they're on the Nintendo 64, A Bug's Life. I don't know if you remember like. that game. Yeah. But they're just little orbs now. Like, they don't look like spiders at all. And that's just something that I was like, that's so creative. That's such a creative way to get around uh, people who are afraid of that kind of stuff. Like, the accessibility options. I don't really believe... I'm like, okay, the spider mode? Okay, I mean, yeah, sure. But it is cute. And uh, the game is kind of aimed at the demographic that would be super scared of large spiders. Yeah, it's aimed at, like, kids, mostly. I have a story. I don't know if we can go into story time. I mean, fuck it. It's not a very long story. Uh, there's a game called Metal Gear Solid 3 Snake Eater. And I used yes. to play it uh, when I lived in Muskogee. I had these friends, uh, Sidney Terrell and Jamal, and their big brother, who I don't remember his name because he wasn't really ever around. So we're in, like, middle school. And he is, like, graduated from high school. He's, like, 22 or 23. And he's playing Metal Gear Solid 3, and we're watching him. In those games, whenever you go crawl underneath stuff, you go into first-person mode. So he goes into first-person mode, and he starts crawling. And as he's crawling, there's a snake further along the little path. And and I see it, but I think he doesn't see it. So he's crawling closer and closer to the snake, and right before he gets to it, it lunges back and then hisses and then jumps at him and bites him. And the dude genuinely spiked the controller into the ground oh, no. like it was a football, and he just got a touchdown and just walked out of the room because he just screamed, spikes this controller, and leaves. I was like, holy shit, you know what I mean? <laughs> what happened just now? This Apparently, oh, his name, I think his name was Ryan. But apparently he's really, really scared of snakes, and he just did not like that. <laughs> so I guess this is <laughs> real. A no go. I guess people have this. I'm so disassociated with my own being when I'm playing video games. Like I'm so separated from what's happening on the screen. I I wish I could be scared of stuff like that again. Like if I could just take a pill and be scared of the shit that's on. Well, you know, I probably could take a fucking oxy or something <laughs> and pills be scared. Here. Yeah, pills here. All right, no more story corner. We're back to boop, 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 boop. Back so, to the news. So, like I said before, Nave, do you like, wait, sports games? I don't even know if this is a co-op game, to be honest. It, it looked co-op in the trailer because there was, like, multiple snowboarders in one track. Yeah. Well, I, I mean, it might be co-op like how Need for Speed could <laughs> need co-op. You're just, you're just on the same track. <laughs> you're yeah. on the mountain together. Well, this is a snowboarding game. I It, it looks pretty. I'll probably play it. I don't really like sports games too much, but they're never a genre of games I ever completely write off. Because I do occasionally get the get the feeling that I want to play Madden or something. Wait, did we even mention the title of this one? Shredders, yeah. Yes, Shredders. I think I, think not I like threw Ninja it. Ninja Turtles? Yeah, oh, not okay. the nin- this is not a Ninja Turtles game, it's about It's about snowboards, actually. They're shredding, though. They didn't yep. look like they were shredding in the, in the trailer. It kind of looked like it was going a little slow. What is that? It's not... 
SSX Tricky there 360 it is. Down, yeah. Downhill. Dude, I love those games so much. You know the exact game that I was thinking of, the SSX Tricky game. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so it's not like a Tony Hawk clone for uh, snowboarding. It looks kind of more sim-ish, like it's going a little it doesn't bit slower. Look, it's not skate, though. It doesn't look that serious, you know? Yeah. Skate was hardcore, like... You cannot do an ollie if you don't learn how to flick the stick right. This game looked playable. Flick the stick. Flick the, the stick. Game, cause the game, the reason why I was thinking it was more sim is because there's one shot in particular in my mind where he's he goes off of a ramp and he spin, he's kind of spinning slowly and then he lands right on the rail exactly how he would have landed like as he was spinning. So he didn't immediately jump into position like a tony yeah, hawk there's no magnets if tony hawk you'll do a kickflip and then you'll press y to get on the rail and you'll magnetize onto the rail whereas it looked like in this game he landed fluidly on the rail how he would land and then he continued spinning on the rail like before the rail ended so it's like it's probably mimicking the skate experience but there's not a whole lot you can do in snowboarding anyways like you can't flick. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, because what your feet... Some of our co-op partners are snowboarders. Well, you, I'm saying, like, you can't kickflip a snowboard because your feet are oh. literally glued to the board. Because if it wasn't, you would face plant into the snow the moment you, like, landed into the snow. Like, you would be gone. Okay. Like, the board would just... Fl- you're on ice and water and snow. Like, the board would just fly away. Like, you would just be tumbling down like you're in an Austin Powers movie. I, I don't want to talk about this anymore. So next game, Slime Ranchers 2. Did you play Slime Ranchers 1? Uh, yeah, did you? Yes, and I did not enjoy it. Oh, okay. I didn't, because I was going to be like, I don't know if, if this probably was up your alley, because it's very, it reminds me of, like, Harvest Moon a little bit, but, like, not nearly as expansive. So there's not a whole lot to do other than just breed. Like, it's just a really cute game. I, it's ba- yeah. basically exactly marketed at, just right at girls the way that the aesthetic is but i played it for a while and you can get the blue slime and get the the raccoon slime or whatever and you put them together and it makes a blue raccoon slime and you're like okay cool and now you get the electric slime and the fire slime and now there's some kind of molten lava rock slime and they're pissed and now they're fucking <laughs> rampaging and they busted out because you didn't make your gates big enough and now everything's on fire but you never knew because you were off getting more slimes and carrots and shit there's some goofy shit and that can happen in that game. All right, are you excited for the new one then? I'll play it. I'll play it for a little bit. These kinds of Man. games, I because you don't know all of these games on Game Pass. I'm pretty sure this is going on Game Pass, right? Yes. Because this is where I played the first one. It was on Game Pass. So, uh, so I like to support these smaller games and just fuck around with them for a little while so that at least it looks like somebody's playing them. I think that there's a demographic for this kind of stuff. It's not exactly me. All right, Nave, you convinced me. Assuming it's co-op when it comes out, we can play Slime Ranchers 2 on Game Pass. Yeah, I'm not sure if the first one was co-op, but this game would be a game that would be fun. Well, I spent about three hours playing it, and all I did was collect about three different kinds of slimes and generate some money, enough to get like a chicken coop, and I'm like, all right, if this is the whole feedback loop, I'm done with this game. Essentially is. I think I, I think I played probably about 10 or 11 hours. So I was like, because there's like a Metroidvania. I'll, yeah, or I noticed like, that. You'll make shortcuts and go around all different kinds of areas. So the exploration really was what I was going for. But the more that you wanted to explore, the more you would have to set up your base and stuff. 
and I didn't really want to do the base part and like making different slimes because whenever you feed them, they produce like a substance Blorps. that you use to craft Something stuff. Blorps. I don't remember, but it was fine. And my expectations for this game are medium low. I'll, I'll definitely download it because it's going to be a small game. It'll be a small download. It'll be a quick. Worst case, it'll be about an hour. Best case, I'll play it for about 15 hours and be like, okay. That was yeah, that. Okay. Okay. This next so one's pretty rem- good. Yeah, you good. remember earlier whenever I was like, there's another RPG that stole the thunder of Dungeons and Dragons? They are remastering, I know, another remaster of Diablo 2. This one's or Xbox. Uh, this one's less of a remaster and more of a uh, visual remake because I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure it's the same engine and everything, but they're updating all of the sprites and everything. Yeah. Well, what got me about this one is I only played Diablo 3, and I only made it like five hours into it. I never made it enough to actually build up a cool character. Wait, are you fucking serious? Yes. Holy shit, dude. Diablo 3 is amazing. I know. Like, I enjoyed it whenever I had it, but then I I think I let somebody borrow it or something never got it back. Dude, you know what? what? The first time I ever played Diablo 3, I was at your house. Yeah, and we played it for a little bit. I'm like, yeah, it's pretty cool. I remember it now. That's crazy. Wait, did did you borrow my copy of Diablo 3? No, I don't even... I don't. Did I even have an Xbox One at that point? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't think I did. I think I played Diablo... No, as a matter of fact, I didn't. Because the first games I have on my gamertag from Xbox One are Diablo 3 and that, a fucking weird dragon game where you're flying oh, and shooting. Oh, yeah. Those were the first two games because I played them at your house. Good times. Uh, But yeah, Diablo 3 is sick. Especially with the new expansion. So you never played the new expansion or anything. Which Lords is, of Shadow? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it's called either. That was just <laughs> That's close, probably. But no, I have not played anything. Uh, it's very fun. Go on with your Diablo 2 talk, though. I just got fucking blindsided yeah. by that. I was like, what? So I enjoyed Diablo 3, and I was like, for the little bit I had it. So I was like, oh, you know, Diablo 2. Like, I wonder how the other Diablos are, because if the third one's good... Maybe the other ones are pretty good, too. I never researched them because I'm like, ah, whatever. I'll play them eventually. And then, I, like, when I saw this trailer, I got so excited. Like, the number-crunchy, looting dungeon crawler that I've been waiting for. And then I saw all the pop-ups where it's, like, completely reworked HD graphics. I'm like, it's beautiful. It's like, the old, you know, dungeons restored to modern glory. I'm like, awesome. And then it's, like, eight-player co-op. And I'm like, what? <laughs> and then... And then I was talking to you earlier, and you're like, yeah, we're never going to get eight players. And I'm like, they got to have a lobby system. I'm sure we can look for a group. I want eight-player co-op in a Diablo game. It sounds absolutely bananas. Like, I was talking to Maddie about it, and she was like, that doesn't sound like it would even fucking work. That's who I played Diablo 3 with. I played through the whole game and all the expansions and stuff with her, and she. it's like, there's a lot of fucking shit going on on the screen, like, just with two people. They're like, bullet hell. I know, but Diablo 3 is a game after that, so maybe it's a lot more crazy in that game than it is in 2. I never played 2. I'm very excited for 2, and I don't know. I, I, I'm i excited because Diablo 3 is on the table now. I'm like, fuck, dude. Yeah. I've, I've been looking for an excuse to play that damn game again, honestly. And I'm not playing it by myself. That's just depressing. <laughs> just quiet, walking around, killing monsters. Well, we have Torchlight on the to playlist too, and that's, you know, Diablo Light. We, we have Torchlight too, and we can definitely connect. We've already played with each other a little bit, 
And then we also have Dungeons 3, which was on Games for Gold. We have not connected on that one yet, but Dungeons 3, I think, is also a Diablo clone. I do want to get through Torchlight 3 as well, because Torchlight 3 is charming. I think we're like a quarter of the way through the game already, right? Yeah, I don't know. It, I, I feel like we just chat while we're playing. We're not really paying attention to the story or anything. Yeah, it's, it's a really light game, but I'm not sure. I think I want to remake my character in Torchlight, actually, but I don't think All we're right. so far that we need to restart, but I would like to make a new character. I feel like this episode's starting to run long. So, overall feelings on Diablo 2? Excited? Not excited? Very excited. I agree. I am also very excited. I really hope it's on Game Pass. I'm not sure it is, but we can hope. Because there's only a few of them that aren't, but I think Diablo might be one that isn't. Um, Diablo is owned by Blizzard anyways, right? So yeah. I would not I would not put faith in that. Because Overwatch and Diablo 3 are not on Game Pass. Especially because it's Activision Blizzard now. And uh, Microsoft is putting a lot of chips into EA's table. With EA Play being part of Game Pass, that's like a direct competitor of Activision. So yeah, they're probably not playing too nice with each other. Especially since Activision's giving all of the Call of Duty shit to the PlayStation side. They're doing the 360 gen thing where you're like play it first on PlayStation, all oh, the maps no. and stuff. <laughs> I might have made I might have completely made that up. I feel like it's true though in my heart. It might it might have been true <laughs> in the PlayStation 4 okay. era and it might not be true now, but I feel like it's true. All right, that's fine. So, moving along. Moving along. So, Nave, you played Fall Guys, right? Fall Guys is pretty funny. Okay, I have not played it, but I've watched YouTube and it looks funny. And you played Human Fall Flat, right? Yeah, we played that together. Yeah, good times. And you played Gang Beast, right? No. What? You haven't played Gang Beast? We haven't fucking played fucking Diablo 3. Shut up. <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> I don't even know what Gang Beast is. Oh, wait, okay. no. It's coming back to me. I still haven't played it. It's the ragdoll where you, you punch each other and you're like trying to throw each other off the cliff. There's a video game donkey video about it, right? Yes, there is. Okay, yeah. I, just, I, I just remembered. Okay, well, coming to Game Pass is Party Animals, where you are furry animals, and you're completing, competing, completing, and competing in minigames against each other, where you have ragdoll Fall Guy physics, where you're grabbing onto each other, you in Fall Flat, where you can climb and pick up objects, and Gang Beast, where sometimes you can just throw a fist at somebody and knock them out. <laughs> this is all in one game, and it looks so much fun this is another one of those trailer games where it's like grounded party animals and uh what is it the outer worlds 2 where if you want to find these cute goofy trailers outer worlds 2 is not cute it's just very tongue-in-cheek but party animals and grounded specifically are very cute goofy trailers that you even if you aren't a connoisseur of games you can watch those trailers and just be like that was, that was not a waste of time at least i enjoyed that mildly Party Animals was one of those games that kind of got a grin out of me. A lot of the thoughts I had were, man, I think a lot of people watching this E3 are probably bored out of their mind right now because they're waiting for Halo and shit. But <laughs> but the Party Animals was something that... Because especially with the grabbing onto each other, that's my favorite part about Human Fall Flat is that you can grab each other. I fell in love with that. We were constantly trying to throw each other off of cliffs and stuff in that game where you're supposed to cooperate. Yeah. The whole game is about cooperation, which um, for anybody that has not played any of these games, the whole premise is you're playing a physics-based platforming kind of game, I guess. It's just really hard to describe, where your only input is grabbing on to other objects and players, but everything has a weight to it. So you'll be trying to climb a cliff, and then your friend will jump up and grab onto you and pull you <laughs> off of the cliff. 
killing you both. So I am super excited for Party Animals. Besides Halo and Back for Blood, it's right up there. Party Animals. Number three. You liked this game a lot more than I thought you were going to like it. I don't know why I thought you weren't. I thought I thought that you weren't going to really care too much about it. But for I now that I'm looking at the three games you wrote underneath it on the notes, I'm like, okay, well, obviously he's going to fucking love this shit then. Yeah. And uh, that's just it. It's like, I can't wait to play this game with my daughters. Because both of my daughters, we have played through, uh, was it Super Reliable Moving Service? I think is another physics based. Oh yeah, yeah. Like game, yeah. That was and on game we've Pass also as played well. Human Fall Flat. Like we love these physics based games, and I'm sure this is gonna be a fantastic game that we're all gonna play together. Do you want to hit this last thing that they showed at the Xbox thing, or do you want to talk about these two games first? Uh, let's uh, let's hit it, but give it a no sell. So Xbox did this thing, where they did a mini fridge commercial. Well, the, but it the, looks like an Xbox. The whole joke is that when the Xbox One, uh, the Xbox One, whenever the Xbox Series X got revealed, and also the PlayStation Five, the memes were that the PlayStation Five looks like Seto Kaiba, or it looks like a binder wrapped around a a router, right? Yeah. <laughs> or and then the Xbox looks like a fucking fridge. Well, they're embracing the meme. It's still a joke that's posted on Xbox's Twitter. Like it just looks like a fridge, like a black fridge. Well. At the end, it there was this epic scenery and everything. It's like for the first time in gaming history. And it's like showing Master Chief running and all this fucking crazy shit going on. It's like the, the coolest gaming console ever made. And then they're like, whatever. And then it's a Xbox Series X sitting there. And then it opens up the front door and it's a mini fridge with like cans of soda on the inside. Yeah, and they're like neon green cans. Yeah, generic. That better be game fuel. Legally distinct, not Mountain Dew. <laughs> but um the mini fridge right. i want it yeah mini fridge be honest dude I, I i want it i've always wanted a mini fridge i want the xbox mini fridge i want the xbox mini fridge in my guest room where we go play magic and i'm gonna fill it up with just fucking six packs of brewski just and then and we don't have to go to the kitchen anymore to get our brews Someone always has to do a beer run, and then we look at his hand and cheat. Like, oh, like, oh, he's got counterspell. Look out, counterspell. Oh no, it's messed up. And they get back, and they get back, and we're like, oh, hey, guy, thanks All for right, the beer. You're such a nice guy. So this this next one, now that we're leaving Xbox fridge territory, is one that you were super excited for. That I was like, are you really excited for this? I am a basic bitch for these adventure games continue i mean i like the wolf among us i appreciate a good adventure game but the dark pictures anthology anthologies uh, i think there's been like two of this before this what i said that's a hard word i was yes it is i was giving you a pass (laughs) but dark pictures anthologies is a adventure game series where they just keep making them and they're very pretty looking that's all you're going to say about them I know I played like a little bit of it, and I got a bad ending of the first one, Man of Madon, and I was like, maybe we'll play this in co-op, and I stopped playing it. But the new um, one is House of Ashes, where you actually play as a military person, like me. The thing that's got me most excited about this game, other than the fact that I really like these Dark Pictures games, they're really fun in a way that I'll explain later. House of Ashes, the setting of this game, which you don't have to play all of these games they may become interconnected later on, but so far they're all separate stories, like all the Final Fantasies. 
they're completely isolated stories. So House of Ashes, the setup is, I would say, controversial almost, but it takes place at the beginning of the American invasion of Iraq in like what is it, two thousand three, two thousand two, something like that. Don't ask me military history. I've I don't know. What am, I'm just an American. What do I know? So it's the American invasion of Iraq, and you're playing as the Amer- um, you're playing as the American military. You go into this area, something happens, and some spooky shit's going on. Some ghosts, ghosts and goblins start attacking you guys, and your job is to keep the military squad alive and get them to out to the end to safety or you know something might happen. Maybe you don't get to safety. I don't know how the story goes. The premise of having a supernatural horror setting in the middle of the Iraq invasion, I have no idea how to express my intrigue, at least. I My expectations are moderate, because these games are never stellar, but I'm always interested in the directions that they take. Now, I played Man of Madon. I did not play the second one, which I, off the top of my head, can't remember the name. Um, Last Hope, or something like that. Uh, but I will play Last Hope so that I can get around to playing House of Ashes. Do you know the history of the Dark Pictures anthology? No, I don't know anything besides Man of Madon. Well, it's really cool. The The way that the games work, the or the first one was called... Uh, it is not part of this anthology, but the first one was a PlayStation exclusive called Until Dawn. And Oh, really? Yeah, yeah, these are the same guys. And so far, that's the best one. Every game after that is not nearly as good. Until Dawn is like a spooky a spooky haunted house. You are playing as a bunch of college kids, and you have to keep everyone alive. Well, that's kind of how all of the games are. The cool thing about Man of Madon that I can speak to is it's up to five-player co-op. And the way that it works, it's like a popcorn night, like a movie night. You get four people over to your house, which I've been able to do this twice. It was beautiful. We all get drinks, we get a bunch of beers, we get wine, we get popcorn, and everyone picks their character. So you have five characters to choose from, then the game proceeds in a linear fashion where whoever the first character is, it'll be like, hey, you get to say your, type your name in. So it's like, hey, Philip, it's your turn. And so give Philip the controller. So now Philip has the controller. The other four people are just sitting back, drinking beers, watching Philip play, while Philip makes his decisions as the game goes on. You get to choose all of the dialogue options, and everyone else gets to judge you and scream at you. But <laughs> it's your, you're the one with the controller, so you get to make all of the dialogue decisions. And that changes how the characters perceive each other. So you can make characters hate each other slowly so that they won't actually help each other later on in the game. You can make your character more confident or more scared or more trustful, you know? And, and that's all through the dialogue system. And it and there's like little hidden values that are slowly being tweaked for later on down the line once everyone's lives are at stake. And it's not like extravagant. I've played the game twice and I saw all of the faults. It's like playing any Telltale game multiple times. You're yeah. like, oh, okay, you really don't have any real decisions here. That's the veil, the veil of uh, illusion of choice, whatever. But playing through this game in this manner with four other people two different groups of four Ooh. so i got to exp- they got i got to watch all these people do what they wanted to do and then i just played an asshole the second time i was like i'm just gonna be a dick fuck you guys because that's how they perceived me it's my magic the gathering group and so yeah. <laughs> and so i was like i'm just gonna be a dick to everyone uh just watching them experience this because most of them don't play games like 
actively playing games like we do. The games are simple enough. It's mostly like quick time events and then dialogue choices to where you can give this to your mom and she would probably be able to goof around with it for a little bit. She'd probably get killed because she didn't know where the right trigger was in time to stop the guy from stabbing her heart out. But it, it's Whoa, fine. That escalated because, so fast. <laughs> well, I mean, that's when you would die, right? If you're trying to stop the guy and it's like, press I've, B. I've never been stabbed in the heart, but I assume I'd be okay for a little bit. The um the games are fun and this premise has got me hyped to play Little Hope. I don't even know what Little Hope is about. When I played Man of Dawn and when I played Until Dawn, I didn't know what those fucking games were out at all. I just went in there blind. And so that's how I'm gonna go with Little Hope. Unfortunately I now know that this next game is about, so I'm gonna have a little bit less of a raw reaction to what's going on, but I'm really excited to see how the modern military reacts to ghosts grabbing each other from the darkness and stuff. It's giving me a lot of like alien vibes you know the first alien movie yes well the military does really well with aliens if you've been watching the news recently they sure do not like the lights man they, they let me tell you they like to stop and aim all their guns at the light <laughs> don't move okay so uh you got me a little bit excited like i'd be down for this um i don't know how we would do it i assume there's online co-op uh, yeah i'm not sure if it's online I don't think it's online five-player co-op. I think if you go online, it's only two-player co-op, and then one person controls three and one person controls two. If I might be making that up. Local co-op, you can have five people, so you guys can just have a horror night and, and get drunk. And the fun thing is is that I don't think the game's that long. Mana Badon, I mean. But the game can end prematurely, which you're saying yeah, you got a bad ending. Uh, yeah. Both of our games ended prematurely. So both of us, in two different ways fucked the entire group over someone like dropped someone literally dropped like the key or the spark plug to the boat and then they're like "Uh uh-oh and then that guy died and then the game was like well you guys just fucking lost you idiots and and then everyone went jack what the fuck (laughs) you know what i mean or whoever was playing at the moment i don't even remember how we died the first time but uh, it is goofy and we all got mad at each other all right you got me a little bit into it so I'm hesitantly excited. I'm still I'm still medium also. I'm medium 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 rare. A little bloody nice. for the horror wild. genre. It is coming out in October as well. Ooh, which oh month. the 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 whole thing with the company this is this will be short. The the company itself it was contracted by Bandai Namco, which is an awesome fucking publisher. They're ripe for eight games. They're like, hey, this is what we want to do. We want to make eight games that that come out each October. One a year, every October for eight years. So that it's like a fucking storybook, like a Tales from the Crypt book at the end. You know what I mean? But And then Bandai Namco's like, yeah, sure, do it. This shit's cool. Oh, that's a baller move. Yeah, and so that makes me want to support them even more. That's why I bought the second game and just haven't played it. I just bought it because I'm like, I like these guys. I like this stuff. And so keep doing what you're doing. We need more horror games anyways so even if they're like medium medium even if they're like middle of the road you know like kind of telltale-esque you're barely really interacting with stuff kind of games i'm still i'm still down for it all right well let's move it right along uh what is r6 uh rainbow six extraction tom clancy's this is ubisoft stuff which by the way we're not through with e3 like e3 is still going on for a couple of days i think so we didn't get to see Nintendo or anything like that, but the Ubisoft stuff, 
there wasn't a whole lot of co-op potential in any stretch, but Rainbow Six Extraction was something that piqued my interest because I'm a huge Rainbow Six Siege guy. I still play that game. I think I've mentioned it at least half of the episode so far. I just offhand say Rainbow Six Siege at some point. This game looks like it's just going to be Rainbow Six Siege with aliens. In fact, there are operators in the game in from Rainbow Six Siege. Like I can just tell by the way that their armor looks. I'm like, oh, that's Ella. You know what I mean? I I can yeah. see the operators there. I don't think it's going to be all of them. I think it I think it said 18 of them out of like what is there like 30 now. So it looks like it's just going to be kind of a horde mode kind of game. I don't I don't really expect that we might play it on the podcast. We might, but uh, there's a lot of games in front of it. <laughs> That's yes. for sure. And I haven't played any Rainbow Six games since uh, Vegas, Rainbow Six Vegas. So I'm not sure what's changed since then. It is it is an, a massive departure from from Vegas. Okay. Siege is very tactical and stuff. It used to be super grounded in realism. Now it's kind of goofy and shit, which I'm fine with, really, because it's the combat loop that I'm into. The game... I don't know if you've ever played Counter-Strike, but um, yes. it's very was fucking sweaty, like Counter-Strike. Like, yeah. um, you are never full-autoing your gun unless you're literally making out with the guy. You're so close to him. You're pixel-peeking. Like, you can shoot a bullet hole through a wall and then stand there staring at the bullet hole looking at a doorway and then you when you walk through the doorway you just get headshotted immediately because that's that guy looking through that hole and of yeah. course when you walk through if you are playing at that same level you're you're coming around the doorway you peek for a second and then like so that you don't get shot instantly just to make sure that there's no bullet hole on that wall. And if there is, you peek again and just start shooting at that bullet hole, trying to make sure to kill him first. Like, it is some oh sweaty God. shit. It is the least new user-friendly game I've ever played in my fucking life. It, it, I, it sucks trying to bring friends into it. And you played League of Legends. League has nothing on Siege, man. Because there is... The Smurf problem is... This is not the Rainbow Six Siege podcast. But it's it is... Not. This extraction game, I think that you might be able to play... Well, I think you can definitely play it, but I think it might be a nice little doorway into uh, Rainbow Six Siege. If what I've extrapolated from all the information is to be, well, not believed, but, you know, interpreted the way that I'm interpreting it. Yes. I think that's all the games we had. Yeah, I think uh, we don't have any mail or feedback. This is where we would read any comments or emails from you, the listener at home. So please email in at gametogetherpod at gmail.com or Facebook or Twitter. We check it pretty regularly, usually. I hope so. Yeah, I so I, I forget sometimes. Up. No, I checked before the pod. We didn't have anything. Very sad. That's okay. This one went long. Also, there's there's a lot of stuff I could probably edit around though, because mm-hmm. we're at the two hour mark. We just passed the two hour mark, so. And we forgot to take another break after the hour mark, but that's okay. I'm losing all track of fucking time at this point. We've only okay. done we've only done seven episodes, and I'm already losing track of which one's which. All right, so that pretty much covers E3, old uh, was it Egg Easter event? Yep. Egg Still Easter. Going I don't. How, dude? I really do have dementia or something. Like, how do you remember that? That was two hours ago. Yeah, I know. It's it's been a long ep. So we're still playing through State of Decay. After that, we're kind of uh, doing. We got a couple prospects, or we're looking at was it like Wasteland Three and Morrowind. Yeah, Morrowind with the mod. That's not a co-op game. But then again, who has ever actually heard of Morrowind? You know, it's not that... I don't know. Do you think a lot of people know about Morrowind? 
it's fucking pretty big, man. It's not as big as Skyrim, but I mean, if you say Elder Scrolls Morrowind, they're going to be like, that's probably before Skyrim, right? You know, like, I know Skyrim is Elder Scrolls Skyrim. Yeah, well, no, there's Oblivion. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what they would say if they had no idea. And then there's Daggerfall and Arena. Now we're in the weeds. Yeah. <clears throat> Did I tell you, so... Shit, do we go into this? This could go... This could go... If it goes too long, I'll fucking edit it out. Alright, so... <laughs> okay. Way back when, I was really hardcore into Final Fantasy, but I had no idea really what Final Fantasy was, nor what RPGs were, for that matter. I move around a lot whenever I was a child, so I didn't really have friends to, like, ground what I liked in reality. So I just had this vague idea of what an, a role-playing game was. Like, I, I thought Super Mario 64 was a role-playing game, because you played the role uh, of Mario. Yeah, kind of, I see it. I was just, I was, okay, well, I was, like, making up my own Yu-Gi-Oh! rules and shit, but with video game genres, and so, I knew the term role-playing game from somewhere, and I was walking around a Hastings, I don't know if these stores exist anymore, but they were, like, electronic stores, and I just got an Xbox, and I saw the case for Morrowind, Mm. it was backwards, so all I saw was the back where all the fucking advertisement fluff is it? complete edition with all of the dlc and stuff and it was like the best rpg of all time and i was like (gasps) rpg well i was like rpg that can't mean role-playing game can it i grabbed one of the store workers like hey come here and i was like what does rpg mean they're like role-playing game whatever grab that game i want it now give it (laughs) it's the best one this is the best one so i take this shit home to, can you imagine my fucking surprise when I turned this game on expecting Final Fantasy and yeah. it was a fucking Morrowind? Everything's gray. Everybody hates you. It's so ugly. <laughs> like, it's yeah. not Final... Because even Final Fantasies on the PlayStation 1 were beautiful because they were on the pre-rendered backgrounds. Even they had yeah. the goofy, shitty, awful 3D models. 3D but, sprites, yeah. Or polygons, yeah. yeah. Well... I played that game for a little while, and I learned some big words. Like, I was a child, so I learned what the word fatigue meant. Like, I, I yeah, was... I know. Th- they said the word fatigue, and I was like, what the fuck? And so I had a dictionary in my room because of school and shit, so I looked up fatigue. This is the original Google Kids was the fucking dictionary. It's like, fatigued, fatigued, fatigue? All right. Oh, it means you're tired. And so I used that in PE once. And the PE teacher's like, what in the fuck did you just say? I was like, I feel fatigued. And he's just looking at me like, how do you know that word? <laughs> oh, God. I can't, I'll never forget that. That's I, I will always associate the shock on my PE teacher's face in, like, fucking fifth grade to Elder Scrolls Morrowind. <laughs> All right, that was my long-winded, long-winded Elder Scrolls Morrowind. That's a good story. story. Yeah. All right. Well, do you have anything to say before we wrap it up? Um, State of case fun. RE6, Resident Evil, I want to do that pretty soon, but we'll probably do Wasteland or Morrowind. I'm, I'm, I'm prioritizing Wasteland, but if we can't connect to each other, we will probably for sure connect to each other on Morrowind. I, I for some reason, have a lot of faith in these PC games. Yeah, w- weird amount of faith. I also have it, too. Yeah, for some reason, we are batting, like, 30% on these Xbox games, being able to connect to each other. Like, it is not a good ratio of games that are working. Especially because, like, most of the games that I want to play desperately, we are not connecting to each other. And so it's like, I think we mentioned during the State of Decay part where it was, like, the third in the list. So I was becoming yeah. dejected. I was like, I don't even really want to play State of Decay 2. 
But we are having a lot of fun. This possible will probably... Well, no, it's pretty late. But we'll definitely play it some more tomorrow. I'm looking yeah, forward well, to it. I'm starting to feel fatigued, Nave. Callback. So now you can't cut that section. Fatigued for uh, what? I could cut it. I could just cut that part too. What are you fatigued no, about? You can't... From this long podcast. So we got to wrap it up here. Oh. I should just let you finish then. I just yes. got defensive immediately. <laughs> hey, gaming partners. Thanks for joining us today. And maybe we can play again next time. This has been Gaming Together Pod with Philip and Dave. See ya. Bye bye. God damn it, Dave. Call back. Call back to bye bye. I'm stopping here. Right